concerned Christianity. If you're there in Philippians chapter number 2, verse number 1, say amen. amen. Of course, we understand Paul is writing. He's writing the letter to the church of Philippi. And he said, If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercies, fulfill ye my joy that you be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord and of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you, which was in, uh, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. Being found fashioned as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord uh, to the glory of God the Father. Wherefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not uh, as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. Look here now, do all things without murmurings and disputings, that you may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God without rebuke. Pay attention to this. In the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as lights of the world in the world holding forth the word of life that I may rejoice in the day of Christ uh, that I have not run in vain neither labored in vain that's all I'll read uh, starting out this morning but if I could by the help of the Holy Ghost and uh, the power of God I want to preach to you this morning on this very simple thought but one that I believe is a great of great need in this day and hour and I want to preach on the simple subject of concerned Christianity. A concerned Christianity. Please bow your head, pray with me, and pray for me this morning. Father, we do love you. Lord, we thank you. Uh, Father, for the opportunity, Lord, to be in your house. Uh, uh, Lord, one more time, I pray this morning, uh, Lord, that you'd move in our hearts. I pray, God, that you'd stir the souls of men. Uh, Lord, there's no power in me. Uh, uh, God, the power's in the Word of God and the Holy Ghost. So, Lord, please come by our way one more time. 
Speak to me and through me one more time. Do the work that only you can do in the hearts of these people one more time. And for what you do in this place uh, and for this group of people, we'll sure thank you, praise you, and glorify your name, which is above every name. Help us for a little while in Jesus' name and for his sake. And all God's people said amen and uh, amen. You may be seated this morning. A crybaby Christianity. Carnal Christianity. Uh, uh, my friend, cold Christianity. Uh, but if I could encourage you this morning uh, to, to, to take into consideration one thing, it would be uh, to, to involve yourself in concerned Christianity. Uh, may I say somebody years ago said this, uh, uh, my friend, that living the Christian life uh, and having joy is number one. Uh, in order to have joy, you must put Jesus uh, in, in first place. Uh, then right under Jesus, the letter O is others. And then the letter Y is yourself. I believe there's a lot of truth to that this morning. Uh, if God were to be first in our life, and then we lived our life for others, and then at the end of the line, we considered ourselves, we'd be in a lot better situation. Uh, but unfortunately, in this day and hour, uh, in these last days in the Laodicean uh, church hour where the trump of God uh, is fixing the sound, the Bible said uh, uh, that men would wax worse and worse, uh, uh, that hearts would become cold and uh, necks would become stiff and uh, people would, would, would become rebellious. Uh, uh, my friend, that's exactly where we're living this morning, uh, where yourself has been placed uh, in the number one spot, then maybe others, uh, and this is most definitely true, uh, then Jesus is put last. Uh, uh, may I say that Paul, uh, right here in the book of Philippians, is writing a letter, and he's ultimately dealing with one subject that I uh, have found of chapter number two, uh, and that is for the church uh, of Philippi to get concerned. Uh, uh, may I say, we ought, you ought to be able to look around, friend, uh, uh, you don't have to be a brain surgeon or a Bible scholar uh, to understand that time uh, is running out. Uh, I know half of you think I'm crazy. Uh, I've been preaching the same thing over and over and over. Uh, but you better mark her down. One of these days I'll be right. Uh, time will run out. I still believe the Word of God is true. Uh, uh, from beginning to end, the Bible said uh, that there'll be wars and rumors of wars. That uh, uh, men's hearts will turn and my friend children will become disobedience and pestilence and famine and earthquakes and divers play. I mean look around neighbor my friend we're in the last days but can I say this those signs do not point to the rapture are you with me this morning those signs do not point to the church being called out every one of those signs point to the second coming which follows the rapture of the church. So listen to me. If we're already seeing great signs of the second coming, how much closer are we to the final resurrection where the dead in Christ will rise first and we which are alive and remain shall be called up to meet them. We're running out of time. Running out of time. It's time to get concerned about some things. Oh, yes. Amen. 
Hey, listen to me. I know what generation we're living in. Ain't nobody concerned. I mean, you ever see anybody concerned anymore? Just over simple things. I mean, boy, it, it ain't nothing burns me up worse than to see. I just seen this the other days where I'm giving it as an example. Little old lady, I mean, barely could walk around, look like, I don't even know how she got out of the house. Barely could walk around and is barely uh, creeping up to the door, uh, uh, pilot, go in and get her some gas or whatever she is needing. I mean, barely, just barely getting by. Lord help me. And uh, she got up to the door and was tugging on that door and couldn't hardly get up. These four or five big old young men uh, uh, walked in those double doors, pulled the door open beside her, went right on in. I'm thinking, my God in heaven, boys. Uh, I mean, I wasn't even going in, but I got out and walked up there. I said, ma'am, let me help you under God. I'm sorry for them fellas. I know they heard me. I said, I'm sorry them fellas ain't concerned about nobody but themselves. Are you with me? That's the generation that we're living in. My friend, it don't matter. A preacher can get up, slobber, spit, sweat, and cry and beg. But people ain't concerned no more. I'm trying to tell you, my friend, it's time. It's high time to, to get concerned about the things of God. You better get concerned about some things. Paul's writing this letter and he said, hey, there's a few things I need to address. Y'all just don't seem very concerned about anymore. He said in verse 1, If there be any therefore consolation in Christ, if any comfort and love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels, he said, if there's any good going on down there, he said in verse 2, Fulfill you my joy, that you be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in loneliness of mind. Let each esteem other better than themselves. Can I tell you the whole life of Jesus was lived for others. If you ain't willing to live in spite of others, you're in trouble. If you ain't willing to live and try to be a blessing to others in spite of others, are you with me? You're in trouble. If you're coming to church, if you're coming to Stillwater Baptist Church based upon the condition of others, you are in trouble. My friend, we cannot let others get in the way of what we're doing for Christ. We cannot let others' failures and others fall and the mess up and the mistakes of others rule out what we do for the Lord. We must be concerned, number one, about Him. You've got to be concerned about some things. Let me tell you something. It don't matter how bad you dislike so and so. The Lord loved them just enough that He died for them just like He did you. Amen. I about had it with all this picking and choosing who we're going to minister to and who we're going to love and who we're going to let in. Hey, neighbor, God didn't call me to build up a bunch of walls and kick everybody out. Are you with me? I about, I about had it with all these preachers that get up and brag. The old-timey preachers are still preaching like me. Half of them's bulldogs. Half of them get up and brag about how they kicked 14 out of the church. That ought to break our hearts. That ought to break our mind and our spirit. That we're living in a generation where people won't get right with God. I'm not one bit impressed with their theology. Jesus came to die for the sinner. I understand we've got to hold ourselves and others accountable. I understand that we can't just let everything and everybody take over and run the church. I understand all that. I understand that we can't just let sin ramp and rage and multiply. I ain't talking about taking a stand against it. I'm talking about standing. 
guessing in such a way that convicts people to turn from it, neighbor. But my friend, hey, if the only thing we can do is tell them how wrong they are, but never tell them there's a way. Hallelujah. There's still a way out. And his name is Jesus of the cross. Is still saving sinners. It's the blood that's still redeeming them. It's the Spirit of God that's still instructing them. I say hallelujah that God still works the way he always has. Concerned Christianity. Paul said, hey, we got to get concerned about some things. Can I say number one, we're going to dive in and look at our text quickly as I can. Been preaching 12 minutes. Number one, you ought to be concerned about the saints. Can I say you ought to concern yourself with one another? You know what our job is? We're not here necessarily for one another, but we are a body. The Bible said that we're a body that's been fitly joined together. In other words, everybody has a part. Everybody has a a function. I I don't remember who I was even talking to the other day, but I was talking to one of y'all. Uh, I don't remember who it was. And I said, you know, you'll never know what it does to me. Literally, you'll, ne- you'll have no idea. When I stand up or dis- dismiss Sunday school or open up church or whatever it is, and I look out and see you sitting in your place. Listen, you may think I don't contribute. I don't teach a class. I, I don't sing a special. I'm not a preacher. I'm not a deacon. I mean, I don't do nothing but show up. Hey, let me say something. I need some show-uppers. Come on, somebody. I mean, I, I need somebody to stand up and shout like Shelby, but not everybody's like Shelby. I need some of y'all just show up, be faithful, say hallelujah every now and then. Just be in your place. How can I say when I'm praying and studying, it's your face that's on my mind. By you just being here, I know God's feeding you. It helps me. You just show up. You ought to be concerned with the saints. Look with me there. Paul's writing in verse number one and two. He said uh, that you be like-minded. Verse two, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in loneliness of mind, let each esteem other up better than themselves. Look there in verse four. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. You know what Paul's writing? He's saying it's time to get concerned. It's time to quit seeing your need. Listen to me. How many of y'all just be honest this morning? How many of y'all's got a need? Maybe it's a financial need. Maybe it's a spiritual need. Maybe it's a health need. I mean, anybody else got some needs this morning? Let me tell you the best way that you can get victory when you're waiting and you're waiting on God to meet your need uh, is when you see somebody else's need uh, and you go over to spot you having a need uh, and you go over and concern yourself uh, over someone else's
But every man esteem others more than himself. Let me tell you what you'll find when you do that. You'll get more joy out of being a blessing than you was being a blessing. Every time. I'm going to show you all something real quick. I'm going to show you something. I didn't plan on doing this, but I just want to show you something. I can find my wallet. I typically ain't never got no money in here, but today I do. You know where this come from? You know where it's come from? Come from Brother Shelby last night. Now, he said, Preacher, you got any money? I said, you understand you talk to this son? He said, you got any money? I said, I ain't got no money. What are you talking about? I literally thought he was asking, do I have any money on me? He said, no. He opened his wallet. He said, here. I said, absolutely not. I'm not doing that. He said, yes, you are. I want you to have this $100 bill. I said, Brother Shelby, that's your $100. He said, don't you rob me of a blessing. God told me to do it. I'm going to be a blessing. You get this $100 and you take it and you do whatever you want to with it. You with me? I had a little bit of a, you know, I just had bad, you know, rough spells. You just get like irritated. I was in one of them last night. That's my mother. Lord, if you don't help me, I'm going to get another. Help me, Lord. No, I walked in the kitchen, dying of thirst, trying to get the refrigerator. There's 15 people piled up in a six by six room all on top of each other eating pickles. I said, what is this? He said, the pickle party. I said, well, move. I'm thirsty. Get out of the way. We was up there working. My mom and dad drew out on the house. Couldn't get the fridge. And here my knucklehead sister comes in. It's, it's 36, 38 degrees outside. She's in a pair of sandals, open toed sandals, no socks, with a toenail ripped off. Now, who's the dummy in this situation? First of all, you don't walk around with sandals with the corner ripped off, open toe, with nothing on it, especially when it's 30 degrees outside. And guess what happens? Old brother accidentally kicks your stupid toe. Immediately, the mood got real bad. She starts squalling like a coon dog. Mom said, you can at least say sorry. I'm ready to burn the house down at this point. I'm aggravated. I'm hungry. I'm thirsty. I'm hot. They got the heat set on 90. I'm burning up. My sister's griping at me. My mom said, yeah, hey, Pelagat. I mean, I just I can't concentrate. Lord Andy, I said, get your stomach, time to go. I kill somebody. <laughs> and, uh, start to leave. And Shelby said, Pastor. I'll be honest with you. At that point, I want to say, what? Hey, Pastor, come here. I thought, my God, what is it? He said, here. I said, what are you doing? I said, don't pay me because I'm mad. <laughs> Lord, come and do this. Now, I'm telling y'all something. You know anything about me? I'm just like y'all. I need that right there. Yes, sir. So I'm going to do today? I'm going to give somebody else. Be concerned with others. You ready? I don't know who I'm going to give it to yet. I'm going to give it to somebody. You ain't getting it. <laughs> somebody, somebody, somebody needs that worse than I do today. 
Do what? Did you get your drink? I did. Okay. I did. We're going to hurt over somebody today. You know what I know? Just like God gave it to me, He's going to bless Brother Shelby. Yeah. If I give it to y'all, He's going to bless you. That's right. He's going to bless me for giving it to you. Now, get, you don't give to be a blessing or get a blessing. You give to be a blessing. Y'all with me? You give to be a blessing. I'm not giving with intentions when God multiplied 40 times. Right. Which I would not be opposed to, but that's his business. You with me? Yep. I'm just waiting. I don't know how I'm going to get to it. This is what Paul is demonstrating. Put, your, put the needs of others before the needs of yourself. You with me? I'll tell you what. There you go. That's our hundred dollars. You with me? That felt better giving it than getting it last night. Oh, yes. It did. Why? It's as simple as saying, hey, I need it, but I care more about your needs than I do mine. You know what kind of attitude that is? What kind of spirit that is? It's the spirit of Christ. I'm going to ask y'all something. What, what did you have to offer him? I'm about to shout. I am, boys. I'm, I'm getting about to get wild. Because I didn't have a thing in the world to offer my Savior. Tell you something, Miss Lee, as far as I know, probably don't have no money. If she does, it's not much. She's a senior in high school. She ain't working a job. She don't have nothing much, if, if anything, to offer me. But I didn't give on a condition of what I give, I want you to return. And they, are you with me? Isn't it amazing that when he looked at us, he knew we had nothing to offer him. He knew we could never repay him for anything. The bread that he gives you, you can never repay him. The mind, if you've got your mind, you can never repay him. Your health, your family, your church, most of all, your soul that's been saved by the death of the Lamb of God upon the cross of Calvary. He knew we couldn't repay, but he put us before himself. You know what Paul's ultimately saying to this church? Y'all need to get concerned and just be a Christian. You know what a Christian is? It's to be like Christ. We forgot. How in the world do we ever get to the place? I mean, y'all y'all know how it is. I, I, I know more so when I started dating my wife, she was working. She was a server at David's Steakhouse. My mother-in-law still works there. She's been there for 692 years. <laughs> but they will tell you what the worst day of the week to work is Sunday. For a couple reasons. Number one, the people are the most rude on Sunday. Number two, the people are the most self-centered, stingy, non-tippers. Now, I preach this. If you're going out to church from this church out to eat, and you think you're going to leave Stillwater Baptist Church on that table, you better have a 20 back. Help me, somebody. That's exactly right. I don't want to be labeled as that crowd that's too cheap. If you can't afford a tip, stay at home. Amen. Amen. That's 
what in you ought to be giving. You know, the Bible still says it's more blessed to give than to. He said, consider others more than yourself. Love one another. Can I? I ain't going to get very far today. I'll just finish it tonight. I, mean, I like leaving people in their seat and come back on Sunday night. But I want to do something this morning. Brother Shelby, I want you to get up. <coughs> and I want you to Brother John and tell him you love him and you appreciate it. Brother Chris, I want you to run back there to Brother Carlos. Tell him you love him appreciate it. Man, they've been faithful. They know you love him this morning. You appreciate it. Are you with me? Brother Taylor, pop up and come over here and be packing. <laughs> Amen. They know you love him and appreciate it. Tell you, Deacon needs a hug in the worst way today. Look at him back there, all by his lots. Amen. Amen. Brother Jim, you and Dave, you and the two old goats, won't you hug each other? <laughs> I'll take all day now, boys. Isn't it good to know you're loved? Yes, sir. Mr. Jim, I want you to hug you, your BFF for the last 40 years here. Hey, these two are about 90. Let them know you love them. Ain't that good? Yes, sir. Miss Ashley, you need a hug today. Amy, I want you to go back there with a big old belly bumper and hug her. That Ashley, not your sister Ashley, that Ashley, aren't they? Ain't that good? Amen. Y'all just need to start loving all over each other. <laughs> I mean, high fiving, wet wheelies, and everything. You with me? It's good, eh? Miss Kayla, or Miss Leah, won't you hug Miss Kayla and let her know you love her? Appreciate her. Miss Amanda. You definitely need a hug today. Mom, would you go hug Miss Amanda? Y'all figured out back there, there's a bunch of you start hugging each other. You with me? Y'all with me? Mr. Neva, would you hug Mr. Lana? You know you love her today? Come here, PGM. I'm going to hug you. What are you doing? Just having church, just following the Lord. I don't know. It's always different. Glad you're here, man. That's Brother John's brother. I work with him. He's a good old fellow right there. I love you. Glad he's here. Turn his life around. He needs to know we love him. He needs to know this church here is going to help fight for him. We'll help pray. We'll help you pray. We'll help you fight. You depend on us. You depend on us. Amen. Y'all feel led? That's fine. That's people just moving. Y'all feel led to move and move. We just on point one. That's probably as far as we're going to get today. Amen. What we're doing is just putting others for ourselves. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how far stuff like this could go? Yeah. Just let somebody. Just say, hey, you know what? Lord laid on my heart the other day, just do this. Won't you just do that? Yeah. Maybe it's as simple as when you go to eat today, just say, hey, instead of y'all paying today, let me get that. That may get them through the week. 
That may carry them for a month. If you're feeling that way, y'all don't need that. You know what this is? Really? This is called Holy Ghost Church. Just let him lead. Lead. It ain't up to us figure this thing out. I don't know what to do to help you people. I just do what the Lord says. It's a message you give me. I ain't going to get no further than this. I feel perfectly content right here. Stop. Be done. First thing Paul told that church, Philippi, y'all need to get concerned with the saints. Love one another. Be of one mind. No fussing. No fighting. No few. As far as I know, we ain't got none of that. But I don't want none of it. You know the quickest way to run the Lord out of the church? Start fussing one another. Start fighting. Start getting somebody's opinion over what toilet paper you use. Bunch of nonsense. Y'all know churches, they split down the middle over what color the paint is on the wall. And these people in their backyard are going to go to hell. Hey, when the sinner walks in here, they need to see the love of God in us. They need to know we love one another. We love them. They need to see that love. The Bible says, what greater love hath the man than this? That a man lay down his life for his friends. They said, ye are my Amen. Isn't it good today? I've got about 20 something verses up here I was going to read. I ain't going to get to them. Isn't it good today to know he loves you? Yeah. Thank <laughs> you Lord. That makes me want to kick my shoe off and throw it at somebody. He loves me. Yeah, Isn't that amazing? Amen. I'm unlovable. So are you, but he loves me. Y'all yes, seen them? Y'all seen them? I ain't got a lily up here. Y'all seen that? You know, little girls, they get them flags and they pick, he loves me, he loves me not, he loves me, he loves me not. Hey, when we got saved, before we got saved, we could have picked from the garden of God, you know what it said? He loves me, 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 he loves me. Hey, he loves you this morning. It ain't a conditional based upon what condition you're in. He loves you and he loves the sinner. He loves the saint. I thank God. He loves me this morning. Amen. 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 Just be patient with me. Yeah. Please forgive me. Yeah. You don't know why I'm wanting here? Because I love you. Yeah. Really, do love you. And he loves me. I know he does. I don't want to see him go nowhere. I love him. Amen. I ain't perfect, and I failed him, and I failed y'all, but I love him. Listen, this, this, these sheets, I guess y'all are sheets. I don't know. That ain't been cut all that long. But I love these people. Yes, sir. I really do. Yes, sir. That ain't preacher talk. That ain't just words. Brother Jeff, you know, messaged me. He said, hey, we're, we're out of town. I think he's in Oklahoma. We're out of town. We're storm. We're not going to be able to be there Wednesday. That meant the world to me. He just told enough to let me know. That's right. He don't got to let me know nothing. But he did. Man. This family's faithful. Yes, sir. They're here. And that's a huge blessing to us. Yeah. What we've been praying for seven years, Lord, send us families. Yeah, that's right. They're here. Yeah. 
Y'all visitors this morning, sir? You come out hugging us and y'all answer prayer, but you're here. Yes, I don't know if I'll ever see you again, but I'm just enjoying today. Amen. You're captured for today. Amen. I love y'all. I'm glad you're here. Yes, sir. Hey, Brother Sean. I love you, son. Yeah, just coming in from work. I love you. Yeah. New family joined the church, goes girls in church and bringing friends. I mean, that's a blessing. should love me. We should love one another. Amen. Why? Because he loved all of us. Yes, sir. And if you're going to love somebody based on how good or how bad or how they please you or don't or how they get on your nerves, or how, you ain't going to love nobody. Right. Ain't you glad he didn't try to characterize and write down every good and bad about you to see whether or not he's going to love you? He just loved you! That's why we love him. You know the Bible says this, that you're known you know how you're known if you love God? If you love one another. Amen. And tell you something about all these hateful, backbiting church members that run everybody off. Can't get along with nobody in church. They, they, ain't had, they ain't had the same pastor in the last 30 years. He ain't there for more than six months. I don't know why. Listen, I'm just going to be straight on. So according to that Bible, when they can't love nobody, they ain't love. They, they don't know the love of God. They ain't saved. That's right. When God gets in you, you know what He speaks to your heart and what you feel? You'll give compassion on people when you shouldn't. You'll put up with stuff that you shouldn't. You'll look over things you shouldn't. Why? Because there's somebody in you that says, Hadn't I done a whole lot more than that for you? Hadn't I loved you and you've been out way left field? Yes, hey! They ain't never done you as wrong as you've done me and I've loved you. And you've got to stay, hey, I'm trying to tell you there ought to be something in you that loves God's people, loves God's house, loves God's word, loves the cross, loves the souls, loves the people, loves the altar. We ought to love the things of God. If he's in us, we ought to love one another. We ought to esteem one another more than we do ourselves. I'm telling you, you want to start enjoying being a Christian, just be a Christian. You know, be like Christ. He never had nothing but that. The Bible said the fox had holes, the bird had nets, but the Son of Man had nowhere, no man, no place to lay his own head. He didn't have his own home. He couldn't die on his own cross. He had all that. He didn't, have, he didn't even have his own burial place. Which I always preach like this. He just bought it because he wasn't going to need it but for three days. That's right. Everything in heaven's bought. They said, uh, all right, Lord, we're going to follow you. What, what's, what's this mean? He said, I really don't, I don't, I don't know what to tell you what you're expecting, but here's what I've came to do. I've came to seek and to save that which was lost. That's right. I don't know why the Pharisees hated Christ. They got up and they said, this man ain't the son of God. He eateth and he, he sitteth and he eats with sinners and publicans. Yeah. You know what they were? They were the Christian that said, I don't know who that crowd is. Yeah. I ain't having no part of it. Now, I ain't saying you go fellowship the nightclubs. Are you with me? Draw, you, you draw a line. But they were the too good for sin. Yeah, that's right. Christian. Yeah. You with me? They, listen. If you're too good 
when you're walking out of Walmart and there's an old beggar or crackhead, I know some of them just convicts, pure 100% professional thieves. I understand that. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about when the Lord nudges you to have compassion, but you're too good. Something's wrong. Every now and then, you need to go by. You need, there's one that stands right there at the edge of uh, Walmart, right there at uh, Dairy Queen, all the time. Someday you need to go through the drive-thru. I don't care if he's a thief and he's blind to be. I don't know where to You need to go through the drive-thru. Get him number two, no onion. Lord's wisdom. Lord's wisdom. You need to walk it over and say, Sir, I just want to let you know the Lord Jesus Christ loves you. Amen. Amen. You need to do that. Are you with me? Man. You say, that's what he does for a job. Don't matter. You just need to do it. Y'all with me? Help me, somebody. The other day, the other night, I went and did a pickup list for Amy. You know, we're, we're starting that. So, we order online, you don't go shopping. And I went, and the old boy's name's Zachary. And old Zachary come up, boy, I can tell you, he's just a good young man, you know, just had a good spirit about him. And he's loading me, and I started to get out. He said, no, don't get out, I'll load the groceries for you. I said, well, okay. He loaded all the grocery bag of the truck, shut the tailgate, went to walk off. I said, hey, 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 come here a second. I said, what's your name? He said, my name is Zachary. I said, well, Zachary, you go to church anywhere? He said, no. I said, well, here's what I want to do. I said, I want to invite you to church. I said, now, I'm just going to tell you, I ain't got a whole lot to offer. I don't know what you're looking for. I said, but one thing that, that I can promise you, if you'll come to Stillwater Baptist Church, that you'll find is the Lord's name. And I said, Zachary, I don't know if you've ever been saved or not. I said, but I want you to read this and think about what's said in that card. And I said, I just want to let you know something. I appreciate you today. Thank you for putting my groceries up. The Lord Jesus Christ loves you. Amen. That boy may never show up, but that may be the very thing that kept him from ending his own life. Are you with me? He could have been so depressed. How many of y'all know the happiest people oftentimes are the most depressed? You don't know what somebody's going through. Be kind. Love them. Y'all with me? Y'all ain't wearing out on me yet, are you? I'm not done. Don't go to bed on me. I'm still preaching, too. I know I ain't fifth year, but I'm still preaching. This is called pastor. This is called telling the people how to be a Christian. Be kind and loving. Not just to the saints, but to sinners. That's my second point. I'll preach all this later. You need to be concerned about the saints. You need to be concerned about sinners. You need to be concerned. If it don't bother you that people you know and love is going to hell, something's wrong. That's right. Be concerned with that. Take time out of your day to pray for them. Take time out of your day to encourage them. Be a Christian to them. You know what they need to see? The only Christ, listen, I've said this for years. The only Christ this world's ever going to see is in us. He's not coming back to heal the blind and make the lame walk and the deaf hear. The only Christ that this world will see is supposed to shine out of us. That's why he said to be the light of the world. You know what the Bible said? If our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. You can coop up your salvation. But when you do so, what you're ultimately doing is looking at a lost out world and saying, I don't care about y'all. I'm on my way to heaven. 
figure it out. It's not a Christian. So, is that all that say this? It's time to get concerned. Care, concerned with one another. Time to get concerned about the saints. Time to get concerned about sinners. Time to get concerned about the sanctuary. Time to get concerned about the Savior. When's the last time you lived your life thinking about, I wonder what he thinks about this. See, we just do what we do, and then we come to church and try to undo it all. But anyway, let's go. You just do what you want to do. I'm going to take care of whatever mistakes I make this week on Sunday. That's not how you're supposed to live. You're supposed to, before you do anything, say, Lord, is this all right? Come on, somebody. I mean, before you buy a car, Lord, is this all right? Before you change jobs, Lord, is this all right? Before you move, Lord, is this all right? Before you make a big decision, small decision, or no decision, Lord, is this what you want? I mean, when's the last time the church was concerned with their Savior? The bride with their bridegroom. And then our text, I'm going to preach all this, try to, tonight. I'm going to ask you in closing to be concerned about the under-shepherd. Listen to me, I need you to be concerned about me. Yes, sir. I need your love. I need your prayers. I need your support. You with me? If you think doing what I'm doing in this day and hour is easy, you've lost your mind. Just, in the, and just since Mike Norman's meeting. Oh, yeah. Three, three occasions I know of. Trying to go in the world just to bring me down, defeat me, discourage me, mock me. I've been made fun of. You think that stuff's just. I, I, I talk big. Let me tell you something, that stuff hurts. Stuff hurts. But ain't nothing hurts a man of God worse than watching the church come in, receive the truth, take a bite. It's good for you. Spit it back out. The bottom of our text, I want to read you what it says in the bottom of our text. Look here. Look here in uh, verse number 18. Bible said, for the same cause also did you join and rejoice with me, but I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy as shortly unto you. That's Timothy. That I also may be of good comfort when I know your state. Look here. For I have no man like-minded who will naturally care for your state. Paul said, there ain't much juice from Y'all get Timothy. I got no like-minded preachers in this day and hour. Help me somebody. Yeah. He said this in verse 22, but you know the proof of him that as a son with the Father, he has served with me in the gospel. Him, therefore, I hope to send presently so soon I shall see how it will go with me. But I trust in the Lord that I also myself shall come shortly. Uh, look down in verse number 26. For he longed after you and was full of heaviness because that you heard that he had been sick. For indeed, he was sick nigh to death, but God had mercy on him. And not on him only, but on me also, lest I uh, should have sorrow upon sorrow. Look at verse 28. I sent him therefore the more carefully that when you sent, see him again, you may rejoice, and that I may be less sorrowful. Look in. Receive him therefore in the Lord with all gladness, and hold such a reputation, because for the work of Christ, he was nigh to death, not regarding his life to supply your lack of service toward him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
You know what he says? Yeah. This preacher that was before Timothy, fixing to die, but he wouldn't quit. Yeah. He was near the end of his life, but you know what he done? Put others before himself. Yeah. You all know, and this is very, this is a lot of pressure on me. Y'all know me; I, I'm rough around the edges. But you know what the ultimate job of a pastor is to be, besides feeding the flock, to be an example. It is my job to let you all look at me and see what it's supposed to be like to be a Christian. To be like Christ. Now that's a lot of pressure. Because I'm a mortal man. I want to throw a tantrum just like you do. Come on, somebody. You may as well say amen. I mean, I want to get out of the car and kick somebody's taillights out of the red light cut me off just like you do. Come on, somebody. Y'all act so special. That's four or five out this week. Bunch of liars. Oh, not me. Bull, you laid on your horn for 45 seconds the other day. You know it. Yes, sir. You told me it's number one, too. Yeah. Good Baptist. You know there's number one. I will do all that, too. Come on, somebody. In my flesh. I'm just like you are. But Paul tells them, I'm sending you a man of God. Here's what I want you to do. Receive him. You know what God wants you to do with the pastor? Just listen to what he's saying. It's the word of God. Now, if he's bonehead, you don't have to do that. He's preaching the Bible. Receive it. Pray for it. Be concerned about it. Let's all say Father, we love you. Thank the Lord for this day. Thank the opportunity to be here. I pray the Lord should move in hearts as only you can. I pray God for strength and help in these last days. Please move in the hearts of these people this invitation. In Jesus' name, for sake. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed.